Hey guys, Lindsay here. Thank you for listening. Here's our interview with the band The Dev from Orlando, Florida. Yeah, there you go. It, so let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what which island would you want to go to in Hawaii? All of it? Doesn't matter? That's tough. I mean, I probably would explore just to see. Um, kind of being a Holly, like I, I wouldn't want to go over there and just like be this dude, you know. So I would try to figure out where I could go first and foremost, <laughs> just not to like piss off any like native you know people that live there you know what i mean because i have a few friends that are from hawaii and they're like yeah you you know you don't want to like it, it's obviously yeah. like it's their sacred place so um i guess you know never being there but like knowing the tourist stuff like the waikiki honolulu like that kind of area is where i'd probably go first and maybe like travel in maui and then going to some other places you know would obviously be like just to see the mountains or you know just travel but um yeah, not not too sure. Yeah. I think my my uh, bum bum ass would probably just try to find the like the cheapest place I could get to first. To, to just live <laughs> that's yeah. that's the reality. Mm-hmm. See, right. you can go. I mean, I've been to Hawaii twice. I went to Kona, okay. and I hear that like you want. Well, Anna, did you go to the Hilo side? Well, we went? went to like kind of. I mean, mostly just the volcano area, but that's okay. the Hilo side. Yeah, I was here like you don't want to go to the Hilo side. But like, that's okay. where the volcano is. So, well, I know, right. but there's like neighborhoods with locals, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Kona <laughs> twice, but I haven't been into any other island either. Yeah, and then yeah. Kauai is pretty rad. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like we live in Orlando, so we understand the whole tourist thing because, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we live with it twenty four seven. You know, so like I get it when people go, oh yeah, don't don't tread on like my land or something like that. Like, like yeah, I understand. So. Yeah, I'm coming to Orlando and for Rockville. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be at the Sunday show. I'll be at the Friday show. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite band's Tool, but I'm stoked to see Pennywise filter because I was like, wow, they're still around. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, that's fun. Show our time seeing tool. I'm um, excited to see yeah. Incubus, Mars Volta, and Deftones yes. because I've never seen Deftones or the Mars Volta before. Yeah. I'm really stoked to see both of those bands. <clears throat> yeah, Def- I love Seven, the Deftones. I think would be the two, but I'll actually be at a horror convention because I run like a Halloween horror company, um, like a t-shirt company. Oh, so nice. it's actually happening here in Orlando that same weekend. Yeah. So like everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm going to see Sevenfold. Yeah, I'm going to see Deftones." And I'm like, "Cool, I'll be." working working. (laughs) yeah but it's fun i mean but it's like yeah i'm missing i'm missing out for sure are you is that all weekend like yeah so spooky empire uh happens like friday saturday sunday for the most part and thursday's our load-in day so it's very similar to like being in a band you know like conventions so that's how i was you know able to like do it so easily i actually started in between projects like right before the dev started um so yeah Mm -hmm. it's like Thursday load in, Friday show, Saturday, Sunday show, and then load out, and I'm done. So, huh. And that's in Orlando. Yeah, but it guarantees that I miss all of, of Rockville. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah, gonna go it's perfect. It's yeah, yeah it's we'll perfect. be there for you. Yeah, I'm going to live vicariously through them, so it's fine. And yeah, one of my buddies is Dude. renting. So, a- oh, but all three of you are going to the Sunday show. No, or I'm just- going to the Friday show. Oh. I'm going to. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, I won't be there. Oh, it won't be there. Different days. My friend, 
my friends have gotten a party bus, so we're riding over Sunday afternoon on the party bus to Daytona from Orlando, and then uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Ooh. There's even a man. How many of you are on the party? There's even a stripper pole on the party bus. How so many of you are going to be on the party bus? Um, I think there's going to be many. like 16 people. Oh yeah, seriously? too many. Yeah, there's Damn. a lot of us that are going. So yeah, there's going to be drinks and fun, and a, there's a stripper pole, so yeah. some debauchery is going to happen. <laughs> Instagram stories. Always. Right. Yeah. See him ride it. They'll be stopped at Bucky's with like the party <laughs> Eating a chicken burrito on the stripper pole. Yeah. Bottle of wine. Yes. Bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh, man. Gosh. They're like our people, Anna. I know. Burrito, right? hey, wine. It, well, I haven't been to Bucky's, but isn't it like a convenience? Like, what is it? It's like a yeah. gas station, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Walmart of gas stations, right? Much, uh, right, right, right. So, like, awesome. do you guys? So, yeah. They're in Florida. I thought they were just in Texas. Okay. Yeah. So the story is, is the Bucky started in Texas. So you're 100 correct. But like, okay. they've branched off into Alabama, I think Georgia, Mississippi, Mississippi South, Carolina, South, Carolina. South Carolina, and yeah. Florida. We've actually yeah. been to all states that have them now because we toured out to Texas and back last summer. Yeah. But they are like, <laughs> okay, so you know, like TA and like loves like across the country, like. As a touring musician, yeah. you know, you go there to shower or whatever, but they're kind of dingy. Right. There's a there's a, like lot lizards, you know, it's kind of crazy and <laughs> yeah. sketchy. But like when we first had like Bucky's opened up, it's Daytona and St. Augustine. So you guys will be real close to the Daytona one. Um, but it oh, was yeah. like it was like the Disneyland version of like a gas station rest stop. Like like yeah. you said, like the Walmart. of I mean. It was just so yeah. mind blowing the first time because the first time we all went, like we were on tour, like we were traveling out yeah. and we were like, all right, let's stop. And, you know, it's kind of like nice, too, because, I mean, there's a lot of retail, but at least the food's decent. The bathrooms are clean. Like, you don't yeah. feel like you're going to get robbed. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's kind of nice yeah. when you're on the road. <laughs> it's so. my favorite place to eat on the road because they have a lot of options yeah. that aren't garbage. It's like they do have actual yeah. healthy food there that you can eat and yeah. good snacks. Yeah. So it's, it's and the awesome. bathrooms are well maintained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maintained. And of course, we walk yeah. in there and everybody just stares at us, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. There's like, there's yeah. a huge. <laughs> every, every, once, every once in a while, you'll find the Bucky's mascot walking around yeah. and take photos with <laughs> Great. We did it. Stop. Shoot. I, I went to one, like, I think in around Dallas or something. Like, my friend Mike is like, you have to go yeah. when you're in Texas. I was like, okay. Yeah. That was rad. But yeah. the mascot wasn't walking around. That makes me sad. 10 out of 10, we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, we discovered um, a different big gas station when we were in Colorado, which is Come and Go. Have you had been there before? Come and Go. But I have not seen the Come and Go restaurant. Yeah. Um, Please yes. tell me that do they, they sell weed there. Or is it like. <laughs> I don't think I don't they know. had weed. They had a whole. like. Um, like sliding door for their alcohol, which I don't know if maybe Colorado is more discreet about their alcohol or something, why they had to have it behind a door, but it was a pretty big section. So, yeah. Yeah. We just went to Denver and saw Godsmack nice. with Bad Omens and yeah. I Prevail and I forgot the opening. The first <laughs> Fame night. on Fire. Yeah, fame on fire. You want to say fire from the gods? I'm like, no, no. I always want to say. Fire. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another great band. Yeah, we love that. that's awesome. Was it Red Rocks? Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Finally. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so introduce everybody. 
and your roles and how the band got started. So cool. My name is Ryan. I play guitar. My name is Chris. I play drums. I'm John. I play bass guitar. And I'm Barrett. I play guitar. And basically how the band got started, uh, John and I were in a band previous and um, we uh, were just jamming. We still wanted to continue and kind of do stuff musically together. Um, we weren't tired of each other after being in a pretty successful band uh, that kind of did the Southeast thing. And uh, we pulled everybody in through like a Craigslist kind of like meet each other thing and um, had different uh equations as far as like players and stuff like that <clears throat> and the dev officially started i think what like late 2018 uh, early 19 yeah, yeah late 2018 <clears throat> yeah so we did like an acoustic set we found nikolai through craigslist and you know at that time it was really kind of like sketchy because you know here we are like four dudes we're like hey come meet us at this warehouse you know at the end of the darkly lit like street and, um, you know, it was tough, though, because we were searching for singers and we didn't really have like we didn't go, oh, we wanted male or female. We just wanted something that like was good, you know, that was kind of like on board with what we were writing and doing. And it didn't really matter. And um, she showed up and we, she was the first person that we were like, oh, OK, wow. Like, listen to that voice. You know, like you kind of go, all right, this is awesome. And then she kind of ghosted us and we we're like, well, all right, like move on, you know, and um, then eventually she kind of kind of came back. And um, and then when she joined, I think we had like our second or our third show was the House of Blues right here in Orlando or fifth show sorry. Um, was the House of Blues show. And we were actually playing with Barrett's old bands because Barrett put us on the bill and um, it was kind of like. That's how we were having issues with the guitar player who was in the band at that time. He and quit then right before we played yeah, House of Blues, yeah. we had to find a fill-in oh, guy no. to play the House of Blues show, which thankfully we did, <coughs> but we needed to find a permanent replacement. And that's yeah. when Yeah, and actually what was funny was I was on my way out from the band that I was in <laughs> that was played. So oh. just we literally <laughs> out with these guys literally the whole show. I didn't hang out with the band. I was, you know, that was like this is my last show with those guys. So I was like, I hung out with them the entire time. And then uh, what was it like two weeks later, I come into like they give me some songs and like the songs that you hear. And, and I just I learned them and come in and auditioned. And, you know, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. June of 2019 wow. when we actually had this. Yeah. And plus yeah, yeah. That was when we finalized the lineup for the Not movie. knowing what was about to happen next year and everything just like shut yeah, down. Yeah. But I was going to say, I was like, what, is it late 2019 <laughs> as you're kicking things off? And then, in fact. We're about to go on tour, too, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was June, July. But, um, yeah, it was weird because, you know, we've all kind of been in the scene here for a little while. So, you know, like we all kind of probably knew about each other and it was just, you know, getting everybody on board. But, you know, we didn't want it to be something that was just like, you know, non-organic. Like we, I wanted everybody to feel good about being in the room together and making music. Yeah. And we want to be a band, you know, like we're not right. some bands are very like one person does it all and everybody's just kind of like a hired situation. Mm -hmm. um, but for us. You know, like when you hear our music or the, the video, I mean, you're seeing five different people, you know, and their influence and, and we're very hands on with everything. So that was mm -hmm. the most important thing was to have that. And, you know, also, too, because John and I had kind of been off to the races for a few years, um, we didn't want to, like, go back to square one, you know, like we, we brought everybody in like. 
I think Chris joined the band and a week later, like we were going in the studio and Chris is like, yeah. oh yeah, what do you want? The studio. And and like, I think the rest of us were thinking, well, we'll just probably like, you know, program the drums because we don't know if he's ready to go yet, you know, because he's yeah. brand new. And this guy just is like, boom, like right through the races. So, um, you know, and, and that, that was it too, is just, is everybody was just, you know, organically just meshing well. And, and we all kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, hit the ground running. So it was really cool. Yeah. Except yeah. for COVID. <laughs> right. Jeez. Have you guys been on tour since? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, we just came back from our house been tour. Four? Has it been three or four? No. Um, I can't remember. I think it's three. I think it's three. Yeah, yeah we've had we, three. we went out in 2021 when pretty much nobody was doing it. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, Did you just go by yourself? It was right after the yeah. restrictions got lifted. So yeah. the first one we did with, we paired with another band and we did like the oh, Southeast. Yeah, right, yeah. It was a few dates. Mm. And five then, states in five days. I yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, um, the last two, well, the the, the last one in Texas, we kind of just went out by ourselves, and then the one before that, we played with some bands that we had played with before in like Tennessee and stuff. So it was just mm -hmm. us sprinkled in with a bunch of locals. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, and we're planning something for August right now, which is is actually going on in the road with another band. So it's like us, another band, full time. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, you know, it was just one of those things where like coming off of, you know, the world being really weird, <laughs> like, you know, we, we were playing in Florida a lot and we kind of oversaturated that and everybody kind of knew who we were, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And, you know, we were just at that point where we're like, all right, let's go see what's out there, you know, in Georgia and Tennessee and the, the states that are real close to us because everybody seemed kind of open, but it was really like, it was, you know, it was eye opening to go to like Knoxville, Tennessee and kind of see how their situation was. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, for us being in Florida, like everybody knows around the world and the country, like we stayed open. So right. we kept going like, oh, we can't go like play here. Oh, we have to wear oh, a Weird. Like, yeah. It was really like just, yeah. so, you know, and it was kind of like, we just wanted to go and get back out there and get back to normal and play shows. Mm -hmm. And, and also the other thing too was, you know, that first run that we did in the spring of 21, so many people would show up. Mm -hmm. Like, where was it? It was one of those shows and like, it was either Tennessee or like Alabama, but like, there was just a bunch of kids who were just like, man, thank you guys for like coming and playing. Like we needed Tennessee. this. Yeah. It was yeah like we have like this, like, like kind of like, like praying circle going on in the middle of our set. And like, <laughs> yeah. people were like, yeah. like each other. Like it was it, cool. Oh, that's awesome. They missed the music. <laughs> Yeah, you get, you get to really see the impact and the power of music firsthand, especially with everybody and kind of in the disarray that, you know, people were in. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah. it was really cool. And and that was why we wanted to go out on tour, because we knew yeah. that there was people out there that wanted to hear the music and get back to some sense of like normalcy. So and we weren't, you know, I don't I don't want to say afraid, but, you know, some people just didn't want to take the chance and go out and, you know, because while you're on the road, too, like and we experienced this last like summer. <laughs> last minute you know and here we are in texas going um what are we what are we supposed to do tomorrow and we're yeah. talking to our buddy, like okay like what do you want us to do now like yeah so were they canceled because of covid or just other reasons i yeah well i think one of them was they canceled because the band somebody got in the band got sick or something and so one band yeah. canceled and the other band couldn't do it anymore and then like the whole the whole thing just like yeah yeah and so we're just like well we're in san antonio but we were in san antonio and literally as we're like driving into the city all this is going on and i'm on my phone like on facebook looking up san antonio venues and i like 
I think I like, found an open mic. Yeah, I randomly <laughs> messaged some dude on Facebook and was like, "Hey, we're in a band. We're on the road. Like, our show just got canceled. Can we just come and play? Like, we don't even care." Yeah. And there wow. was like an open mic, and they just let us like show up and play. So, yeah. awesome. thank you, Santa. What venue was that at? I oh, wish man. I could tell you. <clears throat> it, it's it's actually a pretty popular venue. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. big venue. I wonder because the reason I ask, I went to San Antonio last year, and it was like, um, the Rock Box or something like that. I don't know. It was a pretty big venue. Wasn't it like a strip mall, but it was like a big stage and big venue? Or the stage was like well, it was. It was in an older like brick building. I think more like historic part of town or something. Uh, this like one, that. yeah, this yeah. one was more like a community, not residential, but like a business district, oh. like strip mall kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, fun. Don't quote me because we were in a strange town and. Florida, I know. Well, we so we saw nothing more. Oh, right. I don't on. know. A couple weeks ago, and we were at. So we had. Well, Anna had three shows in a row. So she had Dayseeker, we had Wage War, and then we had nothing more. And I don't know if you guys know this. We live in outside of Seattle, so yeah. we're we're way on the other <laughs> corner from you guys. Yeah. So um, and that Wage War night, we're just you know watching the bands, and then Johnny. Uh, was like, hey, I'm gonna go to the wage war show, and I was like, do you think he'll, you know, respond to my message? Probably not. Like, hey, let's, we're here too. Let's hang, and we fucking hung out with him that night. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So it just, I don't know what I was getting. Oh, he, I think what you were gonna say is he. We told him we were gonna see oh, him yeah. the next night, and he was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But he was essentially was like, I don't. I don't remember where we've played. We've been in Seattle before and like, but I don't remember. But, oh yeah. So like, or where he was playing. So that was my question is like, oh, yeah. when you guys are traveling or on tour, like, I guess we never really considered, do you guys even pay attention to the venue that you're going to? Or are you just, Hey, I'm showing up here. This is mm -hmm. where I need to be in this is where I'm playing. Right. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah. I mean, I know I yeah. do. I tried. I try to remember. I try to remember the people we meet. Try to remember their names and everything as oh, much as I love that. I'm not good with names. I'm great with faces. <coughs> like yeah. I remember faces, but yeah. Um, but yeah, usually I try to. It just it just depends. If like if you know if we have a good experience, oh yeah, I'm gonna remember. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. These guys. I, I liked like okay. So when we went to uh, San Angelo, that was one of my favorite spots on the whole tour. That was played, Dead Horse. That was the Dead Horse. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. See? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you play a place that's called the Dead Horse. That has right, yeah. <laughs> it's got a exactly. memorable name, at least. Wait, yeah. Where, where right, was yeah. that at? Wonder, Wonder Lounge. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was the question? What? Whoa, where? Like, what city? San Angelo. I don't even know where that... Oh, was that in Texas? Yeah, yeah. San Angelo, yeah. Texas. Yeah, it's up at the, kind of the top. I was about to say, ask that guy. He's the one who drives us oh around. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> the routing guy, the, the hotel guy. But, <laughs> yeah, he was telling us the Croatia area. Yeah. <laughs> Towards Laredo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, let's see. Uh, San San Antonio was the one. San Antonio's down right. a little bit north. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm sorry, not yeah. north. South of uh, yeah. south of Dallas and everything. Uh, San San Angelo is. Oh God, it's it's. I can't on the map. I can't. I know it's like it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it was like a cowboy town. They had like the buildings. Literally, were cool. it was. It, was, a, yeah, it looked, looked like, like it was out of spaghetti. Looked West. like a, it was yeah. out of spaghetti. <laughs> Which was dope. It was so awesome. Yeah. We went to this really cool brewery, got free Ooh. beer glasses. 
had some really neat craft beers and these incredible hot dogs that were like uh, yeah, those, those artisan hot dogs. Hot dogs. They were like hot fifteen dollars a piece, but they had like they were massive. Yeah, like this. Oh, nice. It was great. Okay. You, I, if you want to know where the food is on tour, you <laughs> know. I love it. Yeah. He just found the place to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the power bar pretzel guy. Like I eat like a little bird because I just don't. Like, so. um, but for me, I love like when we go to like a venue and you see like kind of what Barry was saying, like the historical nature of it, you know, like who's played there before. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we see friends stickers, band, you know, stickers like on the wall or something mm -hmm. or just. When you think about like when we play house of blues you know and you think about the amazing artists that have stepped on that stage i think that's the that's the yeah. coolest thing because you know i love traveling and that's why i like you know being in a band i mean that's one of the reasons but like i love just going to new cities seeing new things and meeting new people and just kind of like you know just experiencing life you know mm -hmm. because you get set in your little box of wherever you are um yeah. this the traveling is is what makes it you know great for me and it's mm -hmm. it's a creative tool too. Like we actually, we we played where was it Piedmont, South Carolina? Actually Tribbles. wrote one of our singles because we went on the road and like we partied with the owner till like four o'clock in the morning, and it was just like, and we came home and we wrote a song about like this guy who was like just he was a badass man. Like yeah. he wore sunglasses at night, he didn't give a fuck about anything, and yeah. it was just like that's the hell man. I think yeah. yeah well, part of that lyric, you know, sunglasses. I write your your goddamn right was written because we were outside. I forget who asked him, but they're like, man, it's like two in the morning. Why are you still wearing sunglasses? And he goes, because yeah. the sun never sets on a badass. Yeah. Like, so that said like YGDR. Like it was cool. Yeah. So it was just like you know, and and we ended up writing a song for that. So. I think yeah. that's that's what we take away from it because you know as an as an artist you know like you need inspiration on you know honestly to be creative sometimes and yeah. and you get that from your experience so that's it's really cool but I mean we've also I mean I've played places that were like punk rock like place like I hate to say shitholes because it's not their fault but I mean we I played a show before where there was like a PA there was puddles there was electrical cords in the puddles and I was like <laughs> some dudes grab my arms I'm trying to do a solo and I'm like I'm yeah. gonna just die you New know York, New York. <laughs> going out right now I'm sure you, I think you, I told you about it and you're oh, like, yeah. oh yeah I played there before yeah yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the uh, ceiling was like dripping water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, those are our favorite venues. Yeah we love them. Oh yeah yeah Oh, that's crazy. Like the Dead Horse stage, when we were jumping up and down on the stage, you could feel <laughs> like the, the whole, whole stage shaking. Yeah. My my synthesizer, I, it fell off of the stand, and it's. I now, saw it bounce. Yeah, it was it bouncing. Literally was bouncing. Like I had yeah. to, it, during the song. Uh, it's it's called it's our song called Young and Re Restless, where we jump up and down during the, the choruses of it. We were doing that, and I turned around after jumping because I could feel the stage bowing. Oh, and I saw my synth on the ground, and I picked it up and put it back up. You caught it. No, I caught it the second, second time. time. Oh, the, second, <laughs> the second time during the second course we were jumping. He didn't learn, he didn't learn the first time. That's I like turned around times. and was watching what was going on, and as soon as I saw it start to go, I like ran over and caught it, still playing, you know, doing that. But it's part of the it's part of the fun of doing all that. It's called you, rock and roll. You have all yeah. these exciting yeah. experiences yes. where you you know you almost break your expensive gear, but it's it's worth yeah. it. So. Scary. So that brings me to, is this everyone's like full-time gig or do you have, you know? 
so normal, for, like us job, like what we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yeah. me, like the dev and my company are my full time. Um, okay. So yeah, like my company, like I said, like it's it's pretty much art and entertainment in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, so I duel that. Um, but I will say, like every time I'm doing something with my company, because horror obviously and and Halloween mix very well with rock and metal. Yeah. So like I'm always promoting and, and doing stuff and and a lot of times things that I do with like the company, you know, it, you know, kind of intersect where like the dev will go play something that my company's at. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm always trying to like wheel and deal. I guess I'm I wouldn't say an entrepreneur because I don't really, I guess I kind of am, but like I don't I don't consider myself like that. Like I, I just want to create and have fun and like do yeah. stuff first and like make money last. But I know it's kind of important, but um so these are the those are the two things i do yeah cool and uh, i work for myself and and mm-hmm. so and then yeah the dev yeah so <laughs> so yeah self-employed and um yeah the dev and writing music so nice do you get do you um help other bands like create their music too i know some bands do that like they'll work with other bands to Help them with really, I mean, well, Chris and I are in are also in two other projects outside of the dev. So like we do okay. our, our, our side stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, as far as helping out other bands, not really. I mean, everybody here kind of, you know, none of us are producers or, or recording engineers. I mean, well, this guy's a producer and recording engineer. I should I take that back. But the rest <laughs> of us don't work in a recording studio to, to really be able to do anything like that. Yeah. yeah. We do support other bands, though. We, we love playing yeah. with them and we love, you know, watching them perform and, you know, buying their merch and stuff. So, yeah, I guess it, I, here's the thing. It's like if we were asked. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like if somebody yeah. if a band was like as asked me, hey, would you record me? Would you help? Me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, sure. So, yeah, I, I think. If people, yeah, we're like, hey, we want you to play on this or that. We would, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally, like I've I've been a songwriter for like pop and like other artists in the past. And it just kind of was something that, you know, I did at the time to make money and I enjoyed it. I had a good time. But like for me, when I'm in a band like like this, I want my focus 100 percent musically and creatively to to go towards this. You know what I mean? So and in my mind, like I'm I'm very like hyper active, like I'm just always moving around. So I feel like if it would be almost detrimental if I kind of constantly like left the box of the dev, you know what I mean? Cause I'd be like, Oh, I'm over here. And then I'm over here and then I'm over here. And yeah. these guys would be like, Ryan, where are you? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm playing country, you know, like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> that would be hard. That would be hard for me too. Yeah. Cause if I'm like dedicated to one thing, I, you know, it can be musically or obviously like if you're in a relationship or something, you just want to like focus all your attention on, you know, what makes you happy. Right. Yeah, right. That's right. And yeah. there's been times too where I've been in two bands. Like these guys do it, but like sure. for me right now, I just know that that's not, it wouldn't work, you know? Like just like, because of, like I said, like I would just be all over the place. Yeah. And splitting my time with the company and the dev is kind of just where I want to live. So, but yeah. hey, listen, if somebody wants a guitar solo, hit me up. I'll still do it. Like, right. you know, <laughs> I just, you know, I want for- money. Yeah. I want my 100%. <laughs> artistic for the uh other bands that you guys is it two separate bands like you each are in the other Mm -hmm. bands or is it one band together or it's two separate two separate okay yeah okay i'm just so used to being in two bands because i've been in two bands now since probably 26 since 2016 
Oh, wow. uh, 20, actually, no, going back further, because I've done two bands since like 2013, 2014. Oh, wow. So for okay. me, it's it's something I'm used to being able to do. And as a bass player, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I play bass the way I play bass. I can, I can change my style up to fit whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't really overthink it too much because what I'm focused on doing is just playing bass to suit the song. Yeah. We're not playing... Uh, Primus or Red Hot Chili Peppers, where the bass is it takes over the entire. <laughs> right. and in that yeah. Point. It's it's nothing like that. It's a this is a conglomerate of musicians where everything gets a chance to shine, but it's it's the music that's what's most important, not just one individual person. It's it's the band as a whole. Exactly. So yeah. it just works out easier that way. Yeah. Well, you know, bass players are like field goal kickers. You know, like you you just need them. So and when you find a good one, you don't want to let them go. They're, they may not always get the spotlight like, like the quarterback, but you know, you, get, you need them. We just let him do what he wants, and we say, "You're there. Good job." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Thanks for showing up and playing the bass. Right. Oh shoot! I feel like the start of the show we just saw Shine Down. Their bass player was like, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 he's really good. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, his bass tech is runs a company who endorses us, like. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He runs oh, WB cool. here and we're endorsed by them and, and a few of their other companies underneath that umbrella. So I'm sure. Very oh, cool. sweet. Yeah. Have nice. you guys played on the West Coast? No, no. that's our next. Yeah, that's our next. We need to get out. Yeah. yeah. East Coast is this summer and then West Coast will be hoping to get, you know, shortly after that. We just for us in the weather being from. Well, I'm. I, I mean, truth be told, I'm the only one from Florida here. So, yeah. like, for me, when it comes to snow, unless I'm in, like, the, the mountains of Denver, like, snowboarding, I, I just look at snow and I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, we actually toured in Tennessee and it was snowing and I was, like, freaking out, like, hanging in the van. Like, I'm not, I don't know what to do. It's white. I'm going to slip. Like, I'm going to die. I like, 12,000 layers freezing. It's just, yeah. I So, we got to time it to where, like. We're not to <laughs> right. dive anywhere. We're, you know, we're gonna dive, but no. Yeah. Well, rest yeah. assured, Western Washington barely ever snows. We have like no extreme weather. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a mild. Right mild. Yeah, it's pretty mild. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hot. It's, it's not yeah. cold. <laughs> it just rains. It just rains a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like Oregon. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's those mountains and the ocean right there creates that yeah. microclimate. It's pretty interesting. And do you guys agree that Pacific Northwest, Northwest, like the woods, like the the forest, like there's something like mystical, right? Oh, it's yeah. beautiful over there. Oh, like yeah. twilight, right? Like mystical. Because <laughs> I mean, you always hear about like a lot of um, weird things. Just yeah, weird woods. things. Yeah. So. Well, we do. Uh, yeah, there. We birth a lot of serial killers out here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. But hey, yeah. hey Bundy came here. To too. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went to Florida State, and I actually used to take the Bundy tour there. So, yeah. There's a Bundy tour? Well, so the 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 sorority house that he did go into um, is now torn down. But when you go, like, when I went to Florida State, it's like Jim Morrison, Burt Reynolds, and Ted Bundy were the three big, like, people that had gone there. So, like, everybody knows where Jim Morrison lived, and then everybody knows, like, the little Bundy walk, and you kind of, like, go where he, you see where, you know, anyways. Yeah. Is that by you? Like, could I Uh, go there? Tallahassee is about six hours from Orlando. Wow. But when you're in Daytona, 
Um, you're really close to Lake City, which is right by Jacksonville, which is where he picked up the girl. Sorry, I'm a I'm like a serial killer. <laughs> I know all about it, but uh, yeah, like he when when he was you know traveling around that Lake City, the last victim that he had um, yeah. was from there. So you're you're close to where she is. But Ted Bundy was actually tried here in Orlando for a little bit, and then it moved down to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's right. Was, yeah, he was in I forget the penitentiary or wherever, but it was that was North Florida. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, so we also I love Danny it. Rollins. Yeah, Danny have, Rollins was Gainesville. Yeah, Elaine Warnos. I yeah. mean, we got a lot here, so you know. Oh man, I and know. DeSantis too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, where are the rest of you originally from? Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, out uh, of Chester County. So I, I came from there. I kind of moved around a lot. Um, I was in the Northeast. So I went from New York to Massachusetts to Pennsylvania to here. So once I graduated high school, I came here for college and just stayed here since. So Cool. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, the birthplace of rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it stuff. I mean, it must mean something. Right? It's got to mean something. It's got to mean something. But yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Cleveland. I moved here uh, with my mom when I was nine. And um, I went into the Marines for four and a half years after high school. I got to live in North Carolina and Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. And then after I got out of the Marines, I moved back. So that's pretty much it. Florida and then, you know, Cleveland. Oh, nice. Where were yeah. you stationed in North Carolina? Camp Lejeune. Yeah. We lived in the Carolinas. My dad was in the Marines too. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. But I think, where's the other big base? He wasn't at Lejeune. He was at another one. Cherry Point? Yeah. Yeah. Cherry Point. That's the air station. Yeah. And then I went to DC and I worked in the Pentagon the last two years I was in. I was stationed at Henderson Hall. Oh, crazy. So that was really cool in Arlington right behind the cemetery is where my base was. So it was really cool. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for your service, sir. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, bud. What about you? West by God, Virginia. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that's originally, it's and I uh, grew up there, born and, born and raised, and uh, moved here in 2015 uh, in Florida. And uh never looked back. But, hey, I you know, I like all the people there still, you know, all my friends I grew up with. But... You know, it's uh, it's a coal mining state, you know, coal mining towns. Um, and um, it's uh, I mean, you're in the hills when you live there. Yeah. I mean, you, you live between the hills. So um, but uh, but no, it's definitely if, if somebody wants to uh, settle down, you know, and yeah. have, have oh, a family, yeah, I think that's a great place, you know, great place <laughs> to go. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, no, it's great. It, it's it's a it's beautiful in the fall. And, uh, sure. But, but yeah, I feel like that would be a cool place to go to and like during Halloween or something, huh? Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. actually went to Salem, uh, this past Halloween. Well, so jealous. Oh, yeah. yeah. In October. Yeah. It was close to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was, Salem was great. It was great. It was like, I honestly like downtown was just like, it's very, very touristy. Like they've kind of turned it into, you know, like it's, almost fake in a way, you know, but then mm-hmm. if you like venture out, um, you, uh, and actually see the town and actually all the old houses from, you know, 1500s, you know, 1600s. It's beautiful. I love that shit. Yeah. Sweet. Well, what is the, before we get into like, we have our typical questions we ask you guys, but what is the appeal of Florida? What made you want to stay? 
Good. Like, will I want to move there when I go there? No now? winter. There's no, no. winter. No. Well, I would say we that. Two I mean, seasons, uh, income tax. Yeah. <laughs> no state tax. State yeah. tax. Uh, yeah. I mean, the beach is like. See, my thing, and and because I'm by. from here, like I'm I'm severely biased, but like I've always felt that in my my travels and my time, like. Florida is pretty much the only place where you can kind of just really go and be who you want to be. And a lot of that stems from like when my grandfather moved down here from Pittsburgh, you know, they needed to get away from a bad economical situation and, Mm -hmm. you know, come down here and and start something over. now if you think about the history of Florida, it's kind of been like that since the beginning, you know, when you had the Spanish coming over in 1535, you know, all the way down to like um, the eighties, nineties, Mm-hmm. even to today. So you have people constantly coming here to, you know, not deal with bad weather and and just kind of like do your own thing. Now, whether that's good or bad, I don't know, because then you get people like lawlessness and they just do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of opportunity, a lot of yeah. business opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. That's what's yeah. great about it. Yeah. You know? It's like you can, you can, you know, you could be self-employed here like tomorrow. You know, I mean, it's like if you, if you have an idea, you can, you can do it. And yeah. it's, you know, the opportunities there. And yeah, it's, yeah, the weather is, yeah. oh man. It's, it, it's, <laughs> but like for us living in Orlando, you know, like I miss the beach a lot. Like I surf, so I go to Coco and, and I miss it. Um, I just miss being by the water. So I don't want to be landlocked, but I'm only like 30 miles away. So it's not terrible, but Orlando in itself is like an adult playground, you know, like today, mm-hmm. honestly, I was at Universal Studios earlier today to go on a ride <laughs> one last time because they were closing it. Oh. And then I just left. I literally went there for like an hour, went on the ride and just left. And like, who can say that they can do that? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, I want to go in the Haunted Mansion. Boom, I'm there. You know what I mean? So um, there's just a lot of fun to be had. And especially the environment of the country, the way it is now, like, I'm glad that I'm here. You know, because if, if shit's like getting crazy, I just go to the beach and jump in the water, you know, or if I want to go have a good time, I can go to do, you know, putt putt or the parks or whatever it is. You have everything there. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's a really good music scene in Orlando too. And that, that was going to be the other thing that, you know, I really love about Orlando right now, like some of the other cities and it's not knocking them, but um, sure. you know, in Florida, obviously it's a smaller kind of community and vibe, but Orlando is like full of great bands um, great musicians and and again plenty to do so but that yeah. also you know it could be it could be a negative thing it could be downside because you know you come and you're just like i don't want to do anything today i'm just gonna like hang out you know constantly <laughs> and if you go to key west i don't know if you guys have ever been there but like yeah. that's like you're on a whole other planet like you are not connected to like and that's i go to key west like once a year as like kind mm-hmm. of a 10 day like decompression like turn off the phone, no computer, just go yeah. sit down there at a bar at 10 a.m. and drink my face off, you know? And <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, you know, and there's historical stuff. There's fun mm-hmm. stuff to see. Yeah. Um, St. Augustine. Yeah. yeah St. Augustine. Well, I was just going to say, that's the only place I've been to is St. Augustine. Because okay. we just drove from Beaufort down mm-hmm. and then, like, hung out for a couple days. But that's all. So. Yeah. I mean, if if you St. Augustine is so old though, so like it probably gave you the it probably gave you the pressure like, like all the but like you know each city has its own thing, yeah, which is yeah. cool. Like yeah. each city is like its own, yeah. its own little world, pretty much. Yeah, it's a microcosm. St. Pete is different. Yeah. I mean, you got there's so many craft breweries there. You're you're right on the Gulf. Yeah. There's you know there's the I sports. Love, I love Sarasota. Sarasota, Sarasota is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that whole area is yeah. great. 
there's just there's a lot to do in the state. There's a lot of places to go. And yeah. now that they're improving that uh, that high speed rail thing, that light rail oh, yeah. is coming through. Oh, so yeah, they're, that's right. they're doing some improvements for travel that are going to help out a little bit with tourism and for the locals to just, you know, not have to drive everywhere. But yeah. it's still uh, there's there's still a lot of a lot of work to do in that regard. But, yeah, there's so much to do here. So much. Yeah. Are you all um, like have families married? No, I don't know. Married, single, and girlfriend. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no family. Well, well, I mean, I have mom and dad, of course. And then Nikolai, Nikolai's single, I think. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for her. Yeah, we (laughs) Not married. Not married. Unless Rachel's been a real friend. Oh, okay. All right, Nana, do you want to get into our questions? Yeah, do you want to do um, Justin? Well, I'm just thinking for time's sake. Perfect. All right, we have a guy who's from Florida that does some questions for us. But um, Actually, Nana, let's do one since he's from Florida. He's from Florida. Have you heard of uh, Never Titled? Does that sound familiar? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's his band. So I thought you were going to say he's from like Never Title Florida. I'm like, I wouldn't. No, you're like, that's the first actually a city called that. There's yeah. a city called Taintsville. Taintsville. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, it's called Christmas. So Florida, yeah. we're very creative with the names of the yeah. cities here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go there, though. Don't go yeah, there. Don't, don't go to no. Christmas. I don't recommend you go there. No. <laughs> it's not full of joy and, and Christmas spirit. Is <laughs> that a Hallmark movie? No. 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 no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Justin, he's from Florida. I can't, I think, like Orlando. He's from he's Tampa. A, Tampa. Oh, oh, Tampa. Thank you, babe. Yeah. He, he's a one man. He does everything. So, and he sends us questions, like our icebreaker questions. Awesome. This is Justin from Never Titled, and you're listening to Rock the Cat Box. Some bands capture us at first listen, while others need some time to shine. Name a band that you originally disliked, but then had your mind changed. What convinced you? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. It is a good question. Y'all can go first. I think for me, all right, so I'll go first because I, I have my answer. So um, I was on tour. Uh, this was the Warp Tour in the mid-2000s, and I was in a band, and I was a hired gun. And every day, the band that played after us, same stage, was called Avenged Sevenfold. And I absolutely hated them because I just didn't get it, and I didn't like like what they were doing, so to speak. Um, but... The, like every day when we would play, like the band I was in was like a new metal kind of female fronted band. So we had our thing. We didn't really fit the warp tour at the time, but neither did Avenged. And so the only thing I liked about their set really was they came out to like the Exorcist. And I was like, obviously, I love Halloween and horror. So I would sit and watch. It. And then eventually I picked up Waking the Fallen. That was the record that they were touring on. And then I just like every day and then I was always hanging around them, like see them at catering, like just backstage. And then, like, after a while, I just fell in love. And then when they put out City of Evil, I was like, it's over. Like, these are, this is, like, one of my new favorite bands right. um, of all time. So, and even to this day, they're probably 
like one of the very few contemporary bands that I just absolutely adore. Like they can do no wrong in my book kind of thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when I first heard them, I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't like it. At all, <laughs> you know? It was a different, it was a different time. And, and I was playing yeah. a different style of music and then the music, cause I was in two bands at that time. And one of the bands, you know, the other, my a band at that time sounded more like Jane's addiction. So we're like artsy punk yeah. rock kind of like, um, alternative thing. So the whole Avenged Sevenfold chugga chugga thing was just like, I didn't, I didn't want to mm-hmm. hear it. So yeah. yeah, that's my story. And now I love it. So I'd say for me, I can't really put my finger on a certain band, but I do know that there are times where I'll be listening to, for some reason, the, the band Beartooth sticks out in my mind where I'll be listening to them. And the first chance I listen to their song or go through it, I'll be like, eh, it's all right, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll move on along. And then I'll find myself like five months later, like being in love with that song, you know? Yeah. So, um, I can't really put my finger on one band, but there are songs that do grow on me. And Same. specifically with that band in particular, like I love their stuff, but it takes me a while to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be in like a certain mood. I'm exactly, yeah. I can't yeah. pinpoint a band either, but there are certain songs where I'm like, meh, like even so Maynard, James Keenan, I'm mm-hmm. absolutely obsessed with, but his project, Pussifer. Like there's a few songs where they play and I'm like, God, that's no. And yeah. then just one day I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> what's the what's the one song that they have that's like their uh, the video is like they're in the um the airstream? You know what I'm talking about? The music video. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. uh fuck. I'll find it. Yeah, I you know like, like that song is like good. It's just like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Well, that's like Country Boner or something. It's like that album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just always random shit like that. I love it so much. Anyway, who's next? For me, it's uh, it's Ween. The oh, band Ween. Yeah. That's a good point. Because when Ween first came out, I, I, I had heard their stuff. I'd seen a couple of their music videos, and I was just like, I, I don't know what to think about this. And then when I was in the military, we were hanging out in my barracks room, getting wasted. And um, yeah, we just started playing Ween, the album Chocolate and Cheese. And I was just like, man, it just started, it all, it all, just like with Avenged Sevenfold for Ryan, it just all clicked because it's just, it's so weird and eclectic and different. It doesn't yeah. sound like anything else you've ever heard. And all their albums get weirder. Like it is progressively weirder sonically and the noises that they make and the music is just, is so weird and different. And that's what I, I fell in love with at that point is just, it's not, it's not going to be for everybody. It's, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. I'm okay liking them. Not everybody else has to, but he's drinking it. Yeah. Yep. I'm drinking are it. They, are they still together? Ween? Yeah. They're touring this year. Where are um, they from? forget where the heck they're from i think they're from new york oh they were they played that south park they played the south yeah, park yeah, 25th yeah. anniversary concert there, at yeah. red rocks and then they're doing a tour this year but they're not coming to florida so i don't know i have a friend that's going to go see them in chicago i think but i don't know if i'm going to be able to make it it just all depends on what yeah. we're doing and what the bands are doing like that kind of hampers us from getting an opportunity to go to a lot of shows out of town it's like you gotta oh. you gotta time it right yeah, yeah. Do you do you prefer to play for your hometown or at like in a city where maybe no one has heard? We've yeah. asked this question like like there's ten people there. Like yeah. would you get more stoked to play for them or 
Yeah, back personally, I'm out of state, like, or another yeah. city. Yeah, yeah definitely. Same. I don't, yeah. you know, whether there's one person there or thousands mm-hmm. of people there, to me, we put on the same show. So, I mean, yeah. as long as people are vibing it and digging it, if we touch one person, we did our job. So, I'm fine with really playing anywhere. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, like, I'm kind of competitive. So, like, for me, my favorite is when we, like, open for a band and mm-hmm. we play somewhere where nobody really knows who we are and they're not really there to see us. But right. hopefully we can do our jobs or we just put on – a performance to where I mean, some people, not everyone's going to like it, and they're going to be like, "Oh, these guys suck, whatever." But um, you know, if you can get in front of an audience that has no idea who you are, they're not there to mm-hmm. see, you, but you can impress them and maybe like make a new fan along the way. To me, that's the, that's the most fun. I mean, obviously, you always want to play in front of the most people, um, but you know, hometown shows are pretty good too. Like when we yeah. played the House of Blues, we played the last show that we played was in January. Here, it was a hometown show, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was amazing, you know, but a lot of it is friends and family. And so sure. um, from a business perspective and a brand perspective, you know, for us, and for me, I, I like to get out and find new people to introduce us to because, I mean, that's how we're going to grow, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I bet that's got to be like know. for us because we go to a lot of shows and we intentionally go early to see the opening bands. And, um, and but you can you see how yeah, how stoked like the band is when there's like couple people that know their songs. Oh yeah. Like how does that feel when you see people like singing your songs and stuff? Is it just like, Nick, especially Nikolai, out of state? Nikolai has mentioned it in a few interviews. I believe it was yeah. our first show at house of blues, which was our fifth show ever. And we had just released broken lies. I think it was a week, two weeks, something like that before we played that show. Yeah. Um, we were singing the song back to us and it was, definitely a moment for sure you know thinking like the song just came out we're a brand new band people already know the lyrics to this and uh, everyone's singing in the crowd and everything and it was uh it was definitely a moment it was surreal for sure yeah like yeah. We, we played louder than life last year right so we're going to play on i think it was fridays when we played i don't remember yeah. but um you know, so we're playing this huge festival, Louder Than Life, and you, you like in the back of you know my head, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. But you know, people don't like. Are they going to go see us, or are they going to go see in this moment? You know what I mean? Like, of mm-hmm. course, everybody knows them. So mm-hmm. it was kind of surreal because, like, we, you know, we showed up at the hotel, and we, you know, we we get there the night before because it's a long drive, so we take two days up. It's just a one off for us. Like, we tried to kind of book something around it, but it just didn't work out. So we we're like, oh, fine, we're just going to drive up one off. So we show up to the hotel and the girl working the front desk, like looks at us and kind of is like, she's getting all antsy and like, she's starting to blush. And we're like, what's wrong with her? You know, like what's going on? And I wasn't the first one in, but essentially like Barrett was talking to her and it was what it turned out is her friend like knew who we were and she like told her friend like, Hey, the dev's staying here. So then the friend just gets all frantic and we get on the phone and we talk to her and we're giving her like, cds and it, it was just like holy shit like how do you know who we are you know what i mean because like here we are this band from orlando and we're yeah. coming to play this huge festival where we're we're the lowest of the low on the totem pole you know what i mean but it was so awesome and then in the crowd like we had people singing along to our songs in, in louisville kentucky and we're just like you gotta be kidding me and then after that show we actually had people fly down from kentucky to come see us at the house of blues who had who had just like they are, their first impression of us was that louder than life. And then they literally flew down to come see us. Like, so that right there is like, you're doing something right. Like you're, you're yeah. basically making that impression on people to where like, they're falling in love with the, your music. 
And the goal for us and for me is is for our music to become part of your soundtrack. Like we want you to listen yeah. to us every day. We want you to like get some type of emotion just the mm -hmm. way I did when I was 14, you know, or 15. And, right. you know, I needed that comfort of music in my life. Like that was the only friend that I had kind of vibe. And mm -hmm. so that that right there is is just amazing. And like I I'll never get to hear people sing my lyrics because I don't sing, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to hear like people sing back the song, but I think overall it's just it's insane that like you know because we're in our own little bubble so we don't know like how massive the reach is sometimes and you just yeah. you have good days and bad days and some days you think like everything's going great and everything's you know and some days everything's going wrong and so mm -hmm. to have you know those moments where you're like you show up to a hotel and all of a sudden like they're just they're just floored mm -hmm. that they're meeting the dev and you're like really like i'm just some dude you know all right yeah. cool yeah oh yeah 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 we partied in the parking lot with a bunch of other yeah, people bunch of, some, was someone insane. was cooking something too right we like, are very gregarious myself. and we party with people like we do not shy away from it yeah. like we will go yeah. right we'll hang out all night that's what that's a job you know good oh my gosh how fun well we live vicariously through you <laughs> for sure for sure. You have the best job ever. Just saying. <laughs> thank you. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, All right, Anna. Do you want to just ask like three questions? You get to choose. Sure. Woohoo! You got to ask the favorite though. Of course. I knew you would want one. Um, well, I like, um, I like this question, so I'm going to ask it. So who has inspired you to get involved in music? Um, for me, uh, I started playing drums when I was five and what really inspired me from what I remember, uh, was listening to, um, like just the radio, you know, that my parents would listen to. And I was just always so attracted to, I guess, how the music made me feel. But, um, I, for some reason would watch the monkeys as a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like, I always wanted to be Mickey Dolenz, the drummer. And, and I was just like over, like I was enthralled with just this group of people that would get together and get the attention and get to play. And, and mm -hmm. so I think that's honestly what inspired me like starting off, but it was more so like when I picked up guitar, it was honestly like smashing pumpkins and the alternative bands that just kind of, um, I don't know. It just like, I, there was just something in me that was like, all right, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to get on stage. I want to be Billy Corgan. I want to be like these guys and you know, that I'm just looking up to. And uh, so, yeah, but I have to probably say that the monkeys and Mickey Dolenz is what, you know, gave me the addiction. I mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> For me, I was in elementary school. I remember, and um, we were doing recorder classes, like a group and I hated it. I never wanted anything to do with the recorder. It was annoying. It was, you know, I wanted to break it. Um, but uh, at the same I think we'd all, if like we all had a recorder right now, we'd know how to <laughs> say that thing. But at the same Ridiculous. time, I was, I was still interested and I still wanted to learn stuff about music. And it turned out mm -hmm. that there was this guy teaching drum lessons as well on the side. He was like using it as a side business through the school. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up going with him and, uh, Ever since I picked up drumsticks and started playing, I knew it was something I wanted to do with my life. Uh, so I, I pursued it. I kept practicing really hard, and um, eventually he he told me he was like, "Look, you got a you got a natural talent. Don't stop doing this." And I took that to heart, you know. So I've been playing ever since. Haven't been able to put down drumsticks. Just constantly <laughs> tapping, you know. How, how old were you when you started? 
I was in elementary school, so I was like nine, ten, something like That's that. Crazy! Yeah. How awesome! So, what did your parents? They they were just like, yeah, we're doing this, or what? How did you Luckily, ask? Them? Put up with it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> tell me a couple times to tell me to turn it down, and I tell them yes, sure. and then play twice as loud, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, we constantly dealing with that. So I put them through a little bit of a hell with that, which I, I thank them for now that I'm older. But uh, but yeah, so, so thank God they put up with it and they they let me keep going. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um. I, when I was a kid, I was always, there was always music on in the house. My mm -hmm. mom would always play music in the car, usually rock and roll. Uh, and my grandparents would always listen to like big bands and singers and standards. I got into choir in elementary school, um, mm -hmm. sang in the church choir at the Catholic church as well. And then we moved to Florida and went the recorder route, was in band in middle school. I played the trombone and then I switched to baritone because there were six trombone players. So yeah. in order to be first chair, you had to battle the other five people. Well, mm -hmm. there was nobody playing the baritone and the baritone used the exact same mouthpiece as the trombone. And the three mouth. So I played. I played the trumpet and the baritone and then tuba just because they had the three valves. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so me being the intelligent person that I am and figuring out real quick how to circumvent this challenge of first chair to just automatically be first chair, I chose there the baritone. Go. So then after, that, after that, I quit. I quit band. Uh, went to high school, played football, and then got out of the Marines and bought a bass guitar. Because a couple of my buddies told me that who were in bands down here in Florida, um, I came down on leave, and I asked them. I said, "What what instrument do I look like I would play if I was in a band? <laughs> what do I look like I would play? Seriously, field goal kicker." And they looked at me, they looked at each other, they looked at me again, they looked at each other again, and then they both turned and in unison said, bass. bass. You bass player. He's going bass. So, um, yeah. So I bought my first bass when I got out of the Marines, and the rest is history. I've been playing ever since. That's funny. That's funny. I, love oh, yeah. I love it. Cool. So for me, um, being from West Virginia, you know, I mean, I had country forced on my throat, you know, growing yeah. up. And, uh, but I remember being at my grandmother's house when I was little, I think it was during the summertime, she was watching me and, um, turned on the TV, snuck in, turned on the TV and, uh, Soundgarden Black Hole Sun was on. And I was like, I liked it. I didn't know. I didn't understand the music video. I mean, sure. yeah. love, honestly, you know, but, but I was just like, wow. I was like that's cool. Like in something in me, I was like, I want to do that. You know, yeah. that, I want to do that. And then, you know, of course I discovered, um, I got into punk, um, uh, gob, uh, from Canada. That was actually my first punk band that I got into. And then blink 182 green day and all them. Um, and, uh, then I played, uh, I played trumpet in the high school band. Um, and, um, I did that for one year. Uh, I did marching band for one year and I was like, screw this. I, I, I'm picking up a guitar. Like, cause I, you know, yeah. it's like, I, I didn't pick up the guitar until I was 15. So, um, but yeah, it was my freshman year of uh, high school band. Um, I just, I was like, screw this. You know, it's like, cause it, yeah. it was just like, I'm, I'm going to the dark side, you know? So, <laughs> well, if you, so for those of you that have been in band, do you, obviously you can read music, but can you also like hear a song and then play it or do you? Yes. 
Um, I mean, like I haven't been in band, but I also took piano for three years in Catholic school. So I can, and I can read music and I can also hear stuff and like, just kind of figure it out on my own. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have degrees in jazz performance and education. So going to school for that and, and, uh, getting an education in it, I think my ear is pretty decent enough to pick up the song. I may need to listen to it a few times, but I could probably figure it out unless it's mm-hmm. unbelievably insane. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I cannot read music. I forgot everything I learned in middle school band because I, (laughs) after middle school band, I didn't pick up an instrument until I was out of the Marines. I was, that was, you know, from 12 to 12, it was about a decade of of being away from it. So I can kind of pick stuff up. Maybe like after three or four years, it'll just come to me of hearing something. I'll figure something out. Oh, now I know how to play this part from that song. But I mean, ultimately if to, to just, to just hear something on the radio and, and just be able to play it right away. I've never been that talented to have that ear, but I can learn stuff relatively fast. So if you show me how to do it or present it to me in a way where I can learn it really, where I can just pick it up and, and go, I, I'm, I'm quick about that, quick that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'm like the worst person to watch TV with because I literally will sit with a guitar in my hand. I try to play guitar at least four or five six hours if I can, you know, I like, I love playing guitar, but I will sit on the couch and I will play along to what's on the TV. And then when that changes, I play along to the next thing and the next thing. So like, I just love like playing and like listening and like being a part of it. But everybody who watches or hangs with me, they're like, dude, just stop. You're so, <laughs> what's going on? Find the guitar yeah, for like, an I'm- hour. <laughs> It's kind of like me when I'm at a dinner yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, constantly constantly like, yeah. yeah, always. <laughs> I'm like with John though. I I can't I can't do that. I I envy people that can do like the session players like in Nashville. It's just incredible how they can literally listen to a song and be like okay yeah, play it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Wrecking Crew. What was it they call? Uh, yeah. Well, Brent Mason's one of them. Like a session player up there. He's a yeah, fantastic yeah. guitar player. But yeah, because I, I taught myself how to play <laughs> guitar and everything, so it just I don't know. I'm a tab guy. I like guitar tab. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, tab. Show, yeah. Show me that. Show me that, and I'll figure it out. But. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I just, I was wondering, because you said you picked up guitar at 15. So I'm like, I wonder if he read and then music and then started to play or how. Yeah, I can read music. I I remember how to read music and everything. I, you know, all the the notes and everything. But yeah, as for, yeah, listening like that with with an ear, I guess it depends on what it is. You know, if it's it's something like the White Stripes, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's easy for me. There's no bass in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I always look at it where I mean, for me, and it wasn't something intentional, but you know, I started playing drums when I was five. I started playing piano when I was like ten, eleven, and I picked up guitar at thirteen. So it was really easy. Like I'd already had so much formal education with everything, and like I understood rhythm and I understood melody and like like mm-hmm. how to like read. So I took guitar lessons for probably about six or seven months, and then I got so pissed at my teacher because all he would do is solo while I was playing these jangly, like, you know, cowboy chords. I was like, dude, that's not what I want. You know, I want to be doing what you're doing. So how do we get there? And then so I just was like, well, I know enough and I can go do it. And so, you know, there would be a Friday night, you know, as a freshman in high school or something, and I'm standing in my room with the lights off, with a light shining on me, looking in the window, like jamming along my records. My parents probably thought I was a loser, you know, but (laughs) Look at where I ended up. Yeah, it worked but, out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, for me, I, I was, you know, I, I hated taking piano in school because I was like one of the only kids. And 
But I was thankful, you know, you're thankful for it later on when you realize like the education that you actually got. Well, it's always that like old lady hitting your hands with a ruler because you missed a note kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my yeah. drum teacher was an old jazz guy and he used to like smoke cigarettes in the room with me. And my mom was, she used to, I'd come back from like, like, <laughs> are you smoking? You're five. And I'd be like, no, like, there's like smoking cigarettes. But he was a jazz dude. Like he was really cool. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he would just smoke right in front of me. He'd be like, you suck. And I'd be like, oh, my parents are going to smoke. Yeah. Oh, no. That's funny. It happens. All right. Next question we'll, we'll do. Lindsay's favorite question is, what is the meaning or story behind your group name? <laughs> I don't know. I love know. it. So, I'll preface this and say (laughs) the last band that I was in, right, was super long. Like John and I were in a band called I Woke Up Early for My Funeral. Super long name. So when we came to this project and and we started teetering with different names and, you know, it's 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 really important because if you Mm -hmm. say like if you're called something that like denotes that like you're like metalcore or you're like an indie rock band. So that was the one thing that we really like took into consideration when we were like, okay, we don't want to sound like, we don't want to give off a name that makes you think, oh, these guys are like metal or deathcore or something, you know? Mm-hmm. We were really trying to be like appropriate with what we're finding. And and obviously you want it to mean something and be cool and something you can get behind. And, you know, when you tell your friends like, hey, I'm in the band and like, well, what's the band name? You know, you don't want to say something that you're just not proud of, you know? Yeah. So, but long story short for me, and I'll let him finish is like, we just got nowhere with it. We were so frustrated. Like we would get to points where like three people would like it, but the other two wouldn't. And it's like majority didn't rule. And we were just like all over the place with it. And then I'll let John finish. And I just got so frustrated because I was tired of throwing out names and, and the whole indecisiveness on, on the names um, that I just blurted out. What about the dev? And um, Nikolai was like, Ooh, what does that mean? And then I, um, I just off the top of my head because I'm a smart ass just blurted out a um, dirty phrase, a yeah, dirty, right, a, yeah. di- a dirty phrase yes. to, to, uh, meant towards her just to be a smart ass because I, I was uh-huh. feeling spicy and she was like, oh, no, I can't ever mean that. And then Ryan was like, oh, what about desired evolutionary vision? Um, and, and essentially, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. Uh, the dev is Hindi for God, which I didn't even know until we looked it up. But um, yeah, it was just. Uh, it just came out, and that was uh, it's six letters. It fits great on a T-shirt. I mean, it looks yeah. good. It looks cool. I, it's simple. It's easy. It's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, in my version, you know, like for me, I'm that like artsy guy where everything has to mean something. If it doesn't mean anything, I'm like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't make sense. So like. Right away when I came up with that, I was like, okay, I love the name. Like, let's just fucking yeah. go. You know, like, I'm tired of, like, dealing with this. Because um, at least it had something that was inspirational. Because, again, keep in mind, the last band was called I Woke Up Early for My Funeral, which, if you look at my forum, there's actually a phrase that I created. And I, I had it tattooed. It was kind of a life motto that I was going by. Like, you can ask them. I come up with all these, like, weird, esoteric, like, philosophical yeah, he things. Needs a, he needs a coffee table. Spark, right. We need a coffee table. <laughs> so, so I was like... Right. I just need the dev to mean something for me internally and I'm off to the races. Let's go. And it did. So we kind of like tell people that because it's it's like your desired evolutionary vision is, I mean, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I mean, it's you as a human being change your character, like your life journey. You're always going to like experience new things and grow. 
And so for me, like having that meaning is like, it means the world because we're all in this evolutionary vision of like our life and what we're trying to do. And, you know, what are your desires? Like, how do you want it to end up? Like, who do you want to be? Do you want to get better? Do you want to be worse? Do you want to change it up and like become a surfer? Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter, you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. so once we had that, I was like, cool, like I, I stand behind it. But uh it's yeah. a long process. The it's original, what he blurted out, I was like, "Nah, we're not, we're not." Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to trying to get it in my mind, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we can tell you off camera. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't yeah. really want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah. So. Okay. Well, okay. we're intrigued, but we'll. You can message us. You <laughs> <laughs> don't want to message it. It's not. Yeah. Like, it's not horrible. No, we'll yeah. just message you that, and you're like, what yeah. the hell is yeah. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Saying this. Break it down, D-E-B. There you go. All right. You'll know it's from us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last question here. If you could open for anyone, who would it be? Wait, does it have to be a current band that nope. exists, or like any band in the pantheon of time? Any. Any yeah, anybody. Ever, past or present. Why'd you do that? Because yeah, well, I had now to, you yeah. but it was three choices for that because that way it's sure. easy, right? Yeah, yeah can, there you go. Like new, old, yeah, yeah. I right, someone go. else go. Yeah, question. I don't want to go first <laughs> because okay, so you have to, I have to look at it from this perspective because we sound a certain way, and mm-hmm. you can't just open for somebody that you love. That you have nothing in common with musically. Yeah, you can. Business aside. Business oh, all right, aside. Tool. Tool. Business aside. <laughs> all right, look, I got Tool, my three. Let Led me get them Zeppelin. out. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Tool, Led Zeppelin, and um, I don't know, Beethoven. There you go. <laughs> uh, throw, throw someone in there. There nice. we go. So business <laughs> aside. Um, mm, this one's going to be hard. Yeah. I'd say... Lamb of God, um, Slipknot, and well, technically I'm gonna I'm gonna go we open for Slipknot because we played the same yeah. day as them. Yeah, we had not on the same stage directly in front of them. I know. Mm. Okay. Semantics. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one, I would have to say any bands that Buddy Rich played in. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Kiss, that's my all-time mm-hmm. favorite yeah. band. Yeah, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Kiss um, and um, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the third one's always hard. I would say, oh, I don't know. I was going to say the Beatles, but no, I mean, yeah. like nobody would be there for us. <laughs> you get a good crowd, though. Yeah, throwing, for like, sure. Yeah, I was like, get off the stage. But um, you don't like the Beatles? Business yeah. aside. Business yeah, business aside. Business aside. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say Molly Crew. Yeah. Okay. John Five or Nick Mars Molly? Nick, Nick, Nick Mars. Mars Molly okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like John Five and all that. Yeah. yeah. John Five's yeah. a Nick. John Five's a Nick. Sure. Um, I'm gonna say Zeppelin because that that's 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 a given. See, I didn't want to copy. I was yeah, gonna say that, but, but see, uh, I just I love just, Led Zeppelin. Me too. Um, I was raised on yeah. that. Shit. Jane's Addiction. I'm gonna say that yes. they're one of my favorite bands oh, yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't. This the last one is is pretty hard. I think the last one would be a toss up 
between Prince or Huey Lewis. Oh, yeah. Simply because, oh. like, well, Prince, obviously, like, I would love to just see him again and, like, play with him. But, um, and then with Huey Lewis, like, he's got the power of love. Right? Well, Huey Lewis <laughs> is the heart of rock and roll. And people need to recognize that, like, if it's, it's in without him, it's not beating. So, well, it's in Detroit, too. Yeah. It's, it's all over. But, um, no, I, I love Huey Lewis. Like, that is, like, one of my – it's not a guilty pleasure because it's just fucking awesome. But he can't yeah. really like, perform anymore, you know. So right. I think I would I would have to go with, yeah, one of those two. So maybe, yeah. like, four. Right. Yeah. Sorry. It's hard to really choose just it one. Is. There's any, yeah. any real And then my wild card is going to be Madonna just because I love Madonna a lot. So <laughs> I just, it would just be rad just to play with. So. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, Nicki Minaj for me. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, the yeah. Wu-Tang Clan with ODB. Uh, yes, yeah. for sure. <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. everywhere. Who do we fit with? None of those bands. Yeah, yeah none of those bands. <laughs> we're, we're everywhere and everything all at once. That's actually a good... Um, question is how do you figure out what bands to go on tour with because you guys do you have to kind of sound yeah you do you need to find somebody that you're gonna because you'll you want to draw the same fans you want to draw people that like that style of music so you want to pair up with somebody that your sound is similar to don't have to sound exactly the same but sound similar too so that you get the same kind of people that like the same kind of music out yeah yeah, it's it's really interesting, like how the industry um, the last year or so you saw like some metal and rock bands kind of pair up with country, and if you notice, some of these festivals are now starting to have more of that crossover with the country. Just kind of like a lot of bands nowadays are re- like crossing, blurring the lines of like electronic with like heavy, you know, music. Yeah. Um, so when you have that, I think the opportunity is is available for you to really kind of cross pollinate your fan base, but at the same time. Like, if you really love country, do you really want to go listen to, you know, Lamb of God? Like, I don't know. So it, it's it's tough. And and I think, you know, for us being female fronted, they, that, that does play into, you know, the cards a lot. And sometimes, you know, but for us, we found that, like, we've played metal shows here where, like, yeah. we don't really. We get, we get thrown on a lot of yeah, metal shows and here. Like, I'll be honest. We don't really, like, look at ourselves as, like crazy metal like yeah, so like yeah. sometimes we play shows with bands and we're like looking around like i don't think anybody's gonna like what we're doing <laughs> but at the same time like the perspective is is like if you like crazy like you know metal you're still gonna like rock and roll to a degree like obviously everyone has a lot of different variants um as yeah. far as you know what they like um but what i put us with like a rap or like you know like an emo sad boy kind of thing right now maybe not you know what i mean yeah. i just don't know that that audience yeah. is really looking for that night and True. that's that's more of the the vibe is like is the person coming to the show looking to see a bunch of bands now all the bands don't have to sound the same but if you're going there because you want to see like a rapper or spoken word or country you know do you really want to go see a rock band mixed in with that and the answer is probably no no um, yeah. but you know you, obviously i don't speak for everyone you so. do see that though like you know for instance uh to put a name on some spirit box is going out with like i think it's what is it godsmack and a couple of newer metal bands oh. and oh. um they're not really like in the same wheelhouse but i guarantee you it's probably because management is stating that we want to market you to those people yeah. at this point because they've already kind of built a little bit of a fan base <laughs> and now they're trying to reach somewhere else so some, sometimes it does happen but you know, especially 
Yeah, especially going out with like bigger bands in the beginning, you want to try to find ones more yeah. like you because then you'll gain more of that initial fan base and then you can branch out a little yeah. bit. You know? yeah. 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 I don't know. Who did we see with, oh, that was Falling in Reverse, but was that Hollywood Undead that yeah. opened for them? Yeah. 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 And see, like, I can see those two. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it's kind of meshy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I was in like a female fronted like like new metal act and you know we would open up for Heart and like Alice Cooper and it was kind of odd at times because you go um you know I don't really know that this is working or fitting uh, you know management at the time the labels at the time everybody thought is it was it was working but you know like I still remember playing in front of like opening up for Heart at the High Five Buys in Atlanta and everyone seated like was seated so you're sitting down and here I am playing this new metal kind of like industrial metal like we're all banging our heads and running around on stage like you know we're crazy and these people are sitting eating dinner ready to listen to barracuda you know so it was kind of odd but you know i'm sure we made a few fans that night but you just some of the shows you just you kind of go wow i don't that's just interesting what they're doing so yeah i i didn't even consider that like the spirit box thing like that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. they've built up their you know, they're headlining their tour and stuff. So if they're opening up for, you know, are they opening up for Godsmack? I think that's the conclusion that, that, I, that I came to. Because initially when I saw that show, I was like, they don't really fit. But then I was like, you know what? That's got to be a, a management decision, you yeah. know? But I can see yeah. Godsmack fans liking Spirit Box. You know, I mean, it's not they have like, some ballads. Yeah, it's not a far stretch, yeah. you know? No. Yeah. Well, no, not for... Don't they're stop. opening up for Shinedown. Because I'm going to go to the Houston show for Shinedown. And then it's Papa Roach and Spirit Box. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. kind of that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, but, but if you put just, this on just... tour with like Montgomery Gentry or something, I don't think it came off this tour with After the Burial and, <laughs> and Intervals, which was heavy as hell. And now, yes, it was good, like <laughs> insane. We saw them in Seattle and it was insane. Uh, intervals, we like them because they were like, okay, are they gonna sing? I know, I kept uh, waiting for like two songs. I'm like, it's gonna happen, it, it's gonna happen. Well, they have mics in front of them. I'm like, they're gonna, it's gonna happen. They're just starting so off as with this, instrumental. This is, see, I'm like, as a guitar player, like, I know, like, Chris was at the show and he's yeah. like, yo, intervals open. I'm like, I know who they like, I know yeah. who Aaron intervals. I'm like, to me, because I love guitar music, so like, I'm oh, like yeah. that type of nerd, dude. Intervals was there, like, that's so rad, like, that's awesome, yeah. but. No, I can't imagine. Awesome. Yeah, they kind of like they probably shocked a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. to be honest with you, Polyphia is is huge right now, and they're just very instrumental music, and and it's kind of like so. I I feel like that's starting to bleed into somewhat of a mainstream vibe. Mm-hmm. Right? When you have bands like and Intervals going out with these bands, so yeah, after the burial was insane. Well, to do Intervals, and everyone was just kind of standing there and like vibing, and then uh, after the burial came on, and it was just a complete. The second they played a note, I got like some girl just hit me in the head with her head. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. that's happening. Beer Fox's stage show too was insane as well with that like 3D projector art stuff. It was crazy. They're so good. I know. Too bad we weren't at the LA show when Noah came out. (laughs) (laughs) Battlements. I was like, what? Oh my god. No one ever, so no one cool ever comes out in Seattle. No one lives in Seattle, so that we don't ever get the cool like extra person. Fraser, Fraser's in Seattle. He's cool. Fraser, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, you just gotta like rewind to the nine, the mid nineties, right? right? Everybody yeah. was in Seattle at that point. Yeah. So. I mean, there They'll are come back. people that still live in Seattle, but they don't. They don't ever. Do oh fuck! Like that. That's funny. How old are you guys? Question uh, <laughs> out Frazier here. What? Yeah. Oh no! Listen, I fall asleep to Frazier. Like every night, like on on Hulu, it's on Hulu. Like the whole oh, yeah. the whole series is on there because it's very, it's very. So he's got a very soothing voice, yeah, so it's just. He does. I can yeah. hear it. Yeah, fall asleep too. Yeah, I fall asleep to Forensic Files, serial killers in Florida. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> everything that happens on Forensic Files like happens in Broward County or like West Palm Beach or Dayton. Yeah. That's where I'm from. So I'm like, oh yeah, I know. I heard about that. So. Yeah, oh, that's my nighttime. I've, I've been falling asleep to binaural beats and stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just throw oh. that on. <laughs> I just pass out. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like no on the road. On the road, like me and Ryan, we, we always bunk together and uh, in the same room. And it's like we, he always puts on Ghost Adventures. We always do Ghost, yeah, Adventures, ghost Adventures, something like that. Anything and cool. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm just going to turn it down real low. I'm like, perfect, man. That's what I do. <laughs> we watch ridiculous. Because Chris and I are always rooming oh. together, so we'll put on ridiculousness or some some shit, some and then stupid show, some yeah. stupid thing, and then I'll turn the volume down and put the sleep timer on, and then pass the pass the fuck out and be good. Yeah, I swear it's like we were talking about that the other day. That guys just, and not all guys, but majority of guys will just pass out. They just pass out and sleep all through the night. Not an <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, most yeah, that's part. Me for sure. I mean, but, usually I use cannabis to help with that. Though, I was about I mean, to say you know. sometimes you can need a little help, but yeah, uh, liquid help too. You know, <laughs> yeah. for me at least. Um, yeah, it doesn't help. Don't <laughs> on me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, when you're on the road too, like I mean, you're so uncomfortable sometimes. Just yeah. it's it's oh, not bad uncomfortable, but you're just traveling. So like, yeah, you know, you, you go. And everybody knows this. It's like you sit in a car for six hours. You're like, well, I really didn't do anything. But, man, I'm really fucking tired. Yeah. Like, yeah. This happens. So, um, you know, it's it's relatively easy to sleep. And, I mean, for the most part on the road, I think my hardest thing is just, like, I have a corgi who's really loud. And he'll start barking in the middle of the night at something. And that that, that will wake me up because I get nervous if, like, something's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I pass out. I'm snoring like crazy. It's fine. Like, we're <laughs> okay, one last question because this randomly came in my head, and then we'll make sure you guys go to bed with all your nighttime routines. Um, <laughs> but um, what is the craziest? If you have a crazy story of being on the road, <laughs> well, we got a lot of those. Yeah. Um. So I'll tell you a crazy story of mine. I have probably um like at least I would say over a hundred, but I'm going to narrow it down to one for you. So I was in um, Arkansas and uh, I was on tour. It was a pretty big tour. We had, um, uh, we had just, oh no. So the first show of the tour was opening up for Alice Cooper, right? In St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, eight to 10,000 people. I was nervous as hell, like super young. And um, like, the guitar strap broke the second song in and my guitar tech, you know, came running out. So like crisis averted all that good stuff. And, um, the next night we went to Arkansas to play a one-off for a frat who, I guess, I don't know, had paid for the management to, you know, or the, the band to be there. Um, so we're playing the show, this frat house, I mean, set up really nice, like all this alcohol 
our set was about an hour, hour and a half. So it was a little bit longer than like, you know, the opening set. And um, yeah. <clears throat> so we get out to the bus after we're done with the show and we're on a 45 foot Prevost bus, you know, and uh, the, the fraternity house next to the house that we played at was mad that they were having a concert. So they slashed the bus tire. Now imagine like slashing a tire anyways, is like to get your knife through the tire. I mean, this is a huge ass bus Ugh. tire. So I had drank a bottle of Crown Royal and <laughs> I'm talking like a full bottle, like while I was on stage, I was notorious for this. And I was really mad. And my, the TM at the time was like, like calling like the bus place and, or trying to figure out how to fix the tire. And uh, like, you know, just everybody's in like chaos. Cause we're going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? So I decided to go and get a knife and I was going to go slash every tire in the fraternity house next door. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm just going to fuck all this shit up. You know, like I'm just young and dumb and, and I'm like, you know, drunk as can be. Mm -hmm. So like, the first tire that I get to, I guess I had grabbed a knife that re like folded inward and it fell, it fell inward and it sliced my finger, oh. my right index finger completely wide open. And I had like a patch of skin falling out, blood going everywhere. So again, I'm really drunk and I go back to the frat house and I grab another bottle of Crown Royal and I lock myself in the bathroom and I'm trying to figure out how to stop the bleeding because I'm like, am I going to get fired? You know, like. Is my finger going to fall off? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So um, the, the manager tries to get in the bathroom to get me out and I won't come out. I'm just drinking. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my finger. And uh, so by the time we get out, you know, I get in the bus, whatever. So the next day we're, we're joining back up with Alice Cooper and I forget exactly where it was. But um, so my finger's all messed up. I'm like hungover as can be. I asked a runner to take me to Starbucks to get some coffee. Um, before sound check, that didn't happen. So I go up on sound check and like, I'm thrown up in a bucket on like off stage, my fingers wide open, just bleeding everywhere. Finally get the coffee, finally get settled. Right. Mm. And then like the first like song in the set, like after I got my finger, like kind of glued, cause we're using super glue, like just gluing my skin back together, <laughs> whatever. It just flies open. And so the whole set I'm like strumming, just playing blood's flying everywhere. Well, the Alice Cooper crowd thinks it's like legit, like this part of the show. They're yeah. like, so, so, oh my God, this is fucking, it's the best band ever. And then like afterwards, like I, you know, I had to glue it again and, and, you know, people were really nice and, you know, like, Hey, are you okay? But it was like, it, it was just, and I was so nervous I was going to get fired because, you know, it was like, I was right into the tour. Um, but yeah, I slashed my finger open and I still have the scar, you know, so that, that's one of my crazier stories. Well, I'm but. glad you still have your finger. Yeah. 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 Lesson moral of the story is don't try to slash tires. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Not a good I guess, idea. I guess, Sorry. That was a long one. Yeah. No, I guess, <laughs> and I, I, like, I guess it's not like, it's not as crazy as that, but like uh, when we were in uh, new Orleans. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah a as a band, that was, that was so cool. Cause it was pretty much what, when were we there? It was during COVID twenty two, beginning like yeah, it was Jan January of it was right yeah, it was Bourbon Street in the middle of like Carnival, which starts January sixth, so it's yeah. Mardi Gras season. Yeah, and and it was, like, we had we literally <clears throat> we had the whole town to ourselves. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what it seemed like. Like yeah. we were walking, we don't like there was this like the strip club there that was like they were like. They're like, come on in, guys. Yeah, like, like pulled us all in. Yeah, they're like, man, you guys get in for free tonight. Man, you're a band, aren't you? Like, come in, you know, we, you know, we need you in here and stuff. But yeah, it was. Um, it was we quite had a stripper get up there and dance to one of our songs, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I call that yeah, a win. Yeah. Yeah, Nicholas, you convinced one of the girls to to dance, but it was it was really cool because I had like this like, and I'm not the band dad by any means, but I was sitting back and like everybody in the band plus like our crew was up front by the stage like while this girl was dancing to the song. And it was just really cool to see everybody kind of having that rock and roll moment. You know, yeah, it was Molly Crew. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was, was pretty weird. Yeah, I was on another level. You went, went hard in New Orleans that night. I went yeah, hard yeah, in the yeah. band <laughs> that night, but it was fun and it was worth it. And I had a great time, and I didn't get I didn't get murdered, so it was yeah. all good. Yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. Any other stories? I mean, those are probably the best too. The New Orleans one was really good. I mean, there's other yeah. ones that I, I, you know, I mean, for another time. For another time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was also we uh, I'll tell you another stupid one, but this Dude, was like just oh, tell the mattress one. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Mattress. Okay, so so this is this is actually this is a band that him and I were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a band. This was actually a funeral. So we were we were doing a West Coast swing here in Florida, and we played mm-hmm. like like Southwest. So we were coming up back north, which is like kind of like. We were trying. We we're going back north to get like adjacent to Tampa. Orlando. Yeah, we we're going to play. Yeah, Tampa. and we were coming back home. So we stopped in this town where we knew a band from there, and we had partied with them for a little while. But so it was kind of like, yeah, it was called Arcadia. It was an in between. We were going to play in Tampa, and it was like three in the morning, and we had played the night before, so we really needed to stop. Like we couldn't keep going. Yeah. So we get to this hotel, and this lady starts arguing with us. She wanted to charge us full price. I'm like, like I think it was the singer and I went in. Cause he was like the, the, you know, the lady killer, the charmer. And she was just like, no, you, you know, you pay full price. And we're like, okay, it's like four in the morning. We're going to, we have to check out at 10. Like, that's not even, you know what I mean? It's like six hours. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not fair. So anyways, we couldn't argue. We had to get in. So the drummer of the band was like, all right, like, that's fine. We're staying here. But the first thing we're doing is we're checking the mattresses and we're all looking at them like, what, why would we do that? Like, yeah, check for bugs. But like, we just want to go to sleep. I was like, dude, we don't even need to get under the covers, man. Cause we would share, you know, two to a bed. Um, yeah. So he's like, no, 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 we got to check. So we walk in the, the room. The first thing he does is lift up the mattress and there's a huge blood stain and a knife there. Like I kid you not, this is serial killer <laughs> shit yeah. right here. So the, the four of us just look at each other and like the, the hair is like standing up on my arms right now. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, a murder like really happened like and after he was kind of taunting us with like oh yeah you got to check you got to check we're going on there's going to be nothing there yeah blood stain and knife this fucking guy stays up all night because like the rest of us are like well i mean someone he already died we're not yeah. going to tell the, the lady who owns the hotel because we don't want cops to come and like we just yeah. want to sleep because we yeah. have a show the next day had to drive so we go to oh sleep he stays up now he told us he was like whoa yeah somebody came knocking at the door like you know, Five, six or six seven. Yeah. There was nobody it's like, there. whatever, dude, you're just messing with us again. But the dude keeps the knife and we're like, why, why would you keep the knife? Like that's a murder uh, fucking weapon. Now did a murder really happen? We don't know, but like that, it was a blood stain. Yeah, yeah. It was a blood stain and there was a knife left there. And we were just like, wow, the things you see on the side of the road. in Florida. Oh God. Oh, creepy. Was this yeah. like a sketchy hotel anyway? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like in the middle. So Arcadia was known for like, um, orange, orange groves, orange groves, AIDS, and like marijuana. That's it. Okay. Like three things that go on there, and that's it. And so, like, yeah, it was like a farm town, man. But um, yeah, that was pretty good. Now I'm gonna check 
the mattresses. Right. Just lift them up every time. I mean, always, always. I recommend I always it, check but the like, mattress. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to find. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, sick. Well, when that he makes... books places, when he books hotels, yeah, he yeah, makes sure we don't get those Yeah, Barrett does hotels. Barrett, Barrett does the, the yeah, hotel. Yeah, I try. He does a good job. I read the reviews and yeah yeah you have to Mm -hmm. right anna yeah right i had a bad experience last time (laughs) in colorado (laughs) yeah that was that was sketch yeah you don't want to mess with it but yeah yeah Um, you know like i mean there's there's plenty of crazy road stories to go around so oh i bet yeah i bet I was going to ask real quick because um for our intro and outro we have a song by a band who also is from florida right Lindsay? Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're from um Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. I thought they were from Florida. But they know. I guess they know. Never tell. Any case, just kidding. It's a um <laughs> nail bite is a band. I thought they were from Florida. Yeah, they tour around that area, I feel like a lot. So Yeah, they play in Florida quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We played with them, I think last year when they played the here Halloween in Orlando. Party yeah, it was like a Halloween uh, show. Yeah. And then um I know that they played Louder Than Life. I don't know if they played the same day as us, but yeah, yeah they're great. Like, yeah, we've we've been friends with them for a little bit now, and uh, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I just love that they're like, you know, teens. Yeah, I think they're still they're getting old now. Still, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Two about old. eighty-five now. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. All right, well, we'll let you guys go to bed. Now that we know your nightly routine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's check the mattress and smoke some asleep. cannabis. Yeah, fall asleep. Put on binaural yeah. beats. <laughs> yeah, fall asleep in Frasier. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, before we go, do you want to do any like plugs or anything you want to share? Go to the devbandonline.com. There you will see uh, special behind the scenes footage for Docha, as well as all of our social media links to follow us online. Yes, check out the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, sharing is caring. So, yeah, keep yeah. sharing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Music, go on it. Get on it. Yay! Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll let you go. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you girls have a good night. Thanks, you too. Okay. Bye. All right, thank you for listening. Here's their song, Don'tcha, again by The Dev. <laughs> oh, baby. The I know you like me. I know you do. That's why we'll never come around. She's all over you.
that was Don't You by The Dev. All right. Well, thank you all for listening again. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough. Um, Yeah. Well, have a good day. Good night, wherever you're at. We appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.